0: Necessary roughness. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. All right, so the Lions are going to take their 3-1 and one record into Ford Field to take on the Carolina Panthers, uh, and we uh, here on Necessary Roughness want to give you a little bit of the keys to the game, our expectations for the Lions this weekend, and stay tuned because we got a new feature on the program here. At the end, we're going to give you four picks, uh, four of the games that uh, if we were betting on the game that uh, we think would be good bets. Um, and we're going to keep track throughout the rest of the season, see how we uh, we match up uh, against each other. So we we encourage you to do the same as well. But TJ, I know that there is some injury concern with the Monroe St. Brown, Bryant Branch. Those are kind of the two names. But before we talk about them, uh, Taylor Decker is he's been limited practice, but he has practiced all week. Do you expect him to go?
1: Yeah, I do. I think uh, you know, just looking over the injury report from the week, I know you know he was limited uh both days which is yeah. good um you know he had the 10 days off a uh, long weekend for a lot of those guys uh that were still banged up during that green bay game uh sounds like they all came out pretty pretty clean uh good to see him you know getting back in there and a guy you know Vitai. i mean he's been uh, limited this week too um so you know a good chance that i think we'll see uh this touted starting five lineup for uh the second time this year it's only been one game (laughs) we saw him in Kansas City and then guys started getting nicked up a little bit but uh I I do I think I expect uh I expect both those guys to play
0: um and then obviously the the big news um coming out of that Thursday night game against Green Bay is that Amon Ross St. Brown has an abdominal issue along with the foot that that he had going on Uh, and that he has not practiced yet this week, and neither has Brian Branch. Yeah, And we pushed this podcast back a day, um, hoping that we would get a little bit more clarity. What do you know about those guys, or what are your expectations of whether they will play or not?
1: Um, Just from being down in Allen Park, I think both those guys would be hard-pressed to play this week. Um, And I don't know if that's something that... Uh, you know, the coaches, I think, you know, we going back to Atlanta, a couple guys stayed out that maybe could have played if it was, you Mm -hmm. know, week 17, week 18, we're going to gut it out. Um, it's still early in the season. I think both those guys, you know, if you had to go out there and it's the last game of the season to get in the playoffs, I think we'd see them, but I, I, I think they might be, uh, might be a long shot to play. Now we won't get the final injury report, um, until Friday afternoon, but, um, I would probably expect both those guys to be questionable at best. And uh, I would probably assume they're going to come with a doubtful tag, which doesn't give you a great chance of playing. But like we we've been talking about all week. I mean, if this is this seems like it's a there's never easy games in the NFL. Right. But if you want to be a little banged up and missing some of your best players, this might be the week to, to the uh, only get those team guys healthy.
0: left that <laughs> has not won a game. They have a rookie quarterback. It's the first year, not first year in the NFL as a head coach for Frank Reich, but first year of his offense, his defense, everything going on in Carolina. So um, I'm with you that if you're going to sit out a game and try and get healthy, this is one. Uh, There's always concern. We've we've talked about this a number of times. I've mentioned it. My area of of concern is the wide receivers. Now, you do get J-Mo back. And maybe this opens up more opportunity for J. Mo in his first game back after the suspension. We don't even know if he's going to be available or, or be up in this game active. But I think if Amon St. Brown is down, it probably means that Jamison Williams yeah. is going to be active, and maybe it increases his his ability. And then Brian Branch, if there's a position group that has proven that they can go out there and play, and there's depth, yeah, uh, maybe not the the depth of of
1: you know high end talent. But the secondary is one. Plus, you might get Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah, you might get Mosley back, too, which is huge because now, you know, I don't know how they were going to how they're going to play these guys when they're all healthy. Uh, Mosley was he can play outside. He can play inside Um, the outside guys so far have been Jerry Jacobs and Cam Sutton on the other side uh, with Branch mostly man in that nickel slot position. Um, if, if uh, you know, Mosley comes back this week, do they bump him to the inside? Do they bump Jerry Jacobs to the inside? Uh, but like you said, I think it's a good problem to have. I mean, Branch has obviously been uh, an incredible player throughout the first four games and really turning into a difference maker on that defense. Um, the good news is you hopefully get to flip him out with another guy, Emmanuel Mosley, who's played a lot in this league, who is a good player. Um, and hopefully you don't have too much drop off there in that secondary. So
0: the recipe for this game, do you take the last two game plans against Atlanta and against Green Bay and insert it in this game? Take away the run and you make a quarterback that is not a great quarterback, or at least not yet a great quarterback, a young quarterback for for uh, Carolina, make him go out and beat you.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's you know cookie cutter, do the same thing defensively. Shut yeah. down the run, put all the pressure on Bryce Young, keep the pass rush hot. We know they have 12 sacks in the last uh, two weeks alone um you have to do that i mean just watching the carolina film john it looks like It looks like preseason football, you know, for most yep. teams, which just is very vanilla. A lot of very basic runs, a lot of very quick passes, uh, a lot of RPOs, which obviously young quarterbacks now uh, are used to. They get a heavy dose of that playing in the college systems. Um, you, you have to stop the run, though. You have to try to make Bryce Young beat him, you. And he's proven through. I know he missed a little bit of time there. Andy Dalton came in, but I don't think Bryce Young is the type of guy yet that's wants to throw the ball 40, 45 times a game and go score 40 points and get into a shootout and be able to come on top of those. So if you're the Lions defense, exact same plan. Do what you've been doing. You're leading the league right now. You're allowing right around 60 yards a game on the ground. That's a big reason why this defense has been having so much success because you're making teams one-dimensional. If you get this Carolina offense into the second and longs and third and longs and you get to now you know pin your ears back on the defensive front and get after them a little bit, um you're going to make this game a whole lot easier for yourself
0: i think there's going to be a fight on the defense um and whether it's aleem mcneil aiden hutchinson um uh, bugs uh benito jones i think they're all going to be looking for number 62 their left guard he has really struggled yeah. in protecting uh uh bryce young yeah and whole interior probably, has, yeah. well yeah it has but i think it, it all starts with number 62 so um I think there's going to be an absolute fight as to who's going to line up who, over who gets them. to line up. Yeah, over yeah, the no, no, this is my time, my my turn. Uh, and we saw uh, Aaron Glenn use Aiden Hutchinson at a number of different positions. I think that's going to continue. They'll probably you know expand on that concept just a little bit. But I think if you can rush four, drop seven, they've they've shown that they can put pressure on by rushing four. Yeah. and it's about winning those one-on-one matchups, and whether it's uh, at the the tackle position or on the interior you're going to get some favorable matchups for the Detroit Lions. Defensively, I think, you know, hey, yeah, you want to be able to stop the run, but if they're going to drop back and pass, especially for a rookie quarterback, make them look downfield with seven guys in coverage and then have to scramble around because that offensive line is just simply not going to be able to protect them.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a big attention to detail game if you're on the defense. Um, You probably know going into this game that, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You're feeling pretty confident. You're feeling probably pretty cocky with the way you've been playing, especially the last couple of weeks. Um, don't lose sight of the small details, though. This is going to be a big game, I think, for the linebackers and for the safeties, whoever drops down into the box. Um, you know, Hopefully Kirby, Kirby's back, whether it's him or Tracy Walker. You're going to have to be very disciplined with your eyes because the only time Carolina really hits decent plays comes off the RPO, right? They're faking the run. They get everybody to bite up, and then up oh, middle of the field's wide open. They hit some chunks there. If you're the safeties, if you're the linebackers, you have to trust that your defensive line is going to take care of it Uh, and you have to be disciplined with your eyes. You don't want to let up start letting up chunk plays, uh, you know, on quick wide receiver screens or, you know, quick slants over the middle because your eyes are getting stuck in the backfield and you're trying to do too much. And I think that's been something that uh, this defense has vastly improved on is staying disciplined. And knowing when it's your time to make a play, knowing it's when somebody else's time, oh, that's not my gap, that's his gap. Let me hang back a little bit, you know, and and stay in my lane. Um, That's where they've been in trouble in the past. They've been doing a much better job at that. And I think this is going to be, I talked to Derek Barnes yesterday and he said, you know, in order for us to win this game, we got to do the small things, right? We got to do the little things. We just got to stay disciplined. We got to stay in our assignment, know where we're supposed to be in alignment and, you know, go out there and and just keep winning those one-on-one battles.
0: Yeah. And offensively, I don't think it's, it's, that much different. I mean, I, I would love to see Jamison Williams get more involved in the offense. Jameer Gibbs more involved in the offense. Sam Laporta, all all of the different things that we have come to know and love with the unknown factor of Jamison Williams plugging into that situation. But for me, when you talk about little things and, and it ends up being a big thing, Jared Goff just don't turn the ball over. He has yeah. played really good, except for maybe three passes. And yeah, I know against Seattle in in that you know that last drive ball is at the feet of Amon Ross St. Brown accuracy in those things. Those are all correctable, but it's the decisions and it's accuracy, especially when you're across the middle or down the middle of the field. If you overthrow that ball at all, it's going to get picked off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the one, there's two things I'm kind of looking for this offense to do. You nailed it. Number one, take care of the football, right? You don't want to start playing with fire. It hasn't burned you yet in the games that you've lost the turnover battle, but it's going to eventually, right? And you just can't keep playing uh, this style of football where, hey, we're going to turn it over. Ah, we'll be okay. You know, there's going to come back to bite you eventually. Uh, you got to start taking care of the football a little bit better. And look, I second half, I mean, this offense really all season, they haven't done much, you know, coming out of halftime in the third quarter. I mean, the game against Seattle, they get the ball, chance to go up two scores, fumble. Right. Then a couple series later, pick six. Right. Yeah. Last week against uh, Green Bay with how great you felt at halftime, you came out. Green Bay goes down. They score. You come out three and out. Then you get the ball back again. I think you run five plays punt. Right. Just too many empty possessions. I think this year in the third quarter for this offense, uh, you're going to have probably have a chance again this week to maybe get out to a big lead in the first half and then maybe come out in the third quarter and cement that lead right and kind of guarantee just kind of go on cruise control from there you don't want to let these teams kind of hang around if you have if you have another bad third quarter carolina could be the team that could come pull out yeah. 10 14 points and a couple back-to-back drives and oh shit, we were up 21 now we're only up four. Oh boy right now we gotta yeah. go now you start putting the pressure on yourself so I, I i want this i want to see this team not only start uh fast there in the first half, but. Coming out of halftime, you got to find a way to keep the train rolling. And when you get a chance to put your foot on somebody's neck, get that killer instinct and do it, right? We just haven't seen that yet this year.
0: So let's transition to our picks. Um, and we'll talk about the, the last one we're going to pick is obviously the Panthers Lions. And we'll give you our score, um, or at least what we think is going to happen in this game. But let's start with the Chiefs and Vikings. We'll stay in the division. Chiefs are given three and a half. Uh, and they're going to Minnesota. What? Um, what's your pick on this one? You Gosh, go first on this one.
1: That's a um, that's a weird line, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, the Vikings. I would
0: have expected it to be a little bit
1: more. Yeah, I guess only because it's in Minnesota. It's at Minnesota, and I think it is that four twenty game. You know, that national fox game. Um, look, Minnesota, I think is better than their record right now. What are they sitting at? One and three. Um, lost a couple tight games, but it, I watched the games and like Kirk Cousins to me. He's keep racking up yards, and he's getting good stats. He kind of looks a little burnt out. I mean, there was a couple throws last week against uh, the Panthers where he's got guys running wide open down the field, and he can't hit them. You know, yeah. he's just either waiting too long, or his arm just looks like he can't get there anymore. You know, and that's a big part of Minnesota's offense. Especially they want Justin Jefferson. Yeah, they want to breaker. They want to hit those big plays. I think if you force Minnesota to. Uh, you know, just kind of slowly, methodically march down the field and kind of tighten up in the red zone. That's the plan to beat them. Kansas City, though, I do have concerns. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over this year, right? Three interceptions, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's just he's, he's, he's kind of being uncharacteristic of how he normally plays. And I have concerns about their offensive line. We saw week one with their tackles. Um, it's kind of been like that all season. With that being said, I think the Chiefs win. But I think Minnesota is able to keep this to a tight game. I I, I think it's probably going to be 28, 27, you know, 31, 28 Ooh. tight. I think the Chiefs pull it off, but I do think it's going to be tight. I think I'm going to take Minnesota to cover We're that three and a Minnesota.
0: half. All right. Um, well, we have no idea if a certain singer is going to be in the house <laughs> yeah, or <I> mean. not. <laughs> not that it matters to the outcome of the game. Uh, but uh, I, I I think Patrick Mahomes – is is kind of having a wake up moment where he knows that he doesn't have the same receiving core. He's still got got Kelsey and he's still got Pacheco as as a running back, but he doesn't have the same uh, talent level as, as at wide receiver. And I think he's going to make some adjustments. I think he's going to make some things well. And Andy Reid is going to make some things easier for the receivers and. I think there's a realization from Patrick Mahomes that he's going to have to do more. He's going to have to be more accurate. He's yeah. going to have to extend plays a little bit more to give those time those guys time to get open. And I think he's going to have that time uh, in, in Minneapolis. So I'm going to take the Chiefs uh, in this one because I just think their offense, especially if it gets rolling, it's going to be absolutely dominant.
1: We will. We uh, so, will see. Yeah, we'll see. So, <laughs> game game two. Yeah, game uh, another two. four. Another four twenty five yeah. kick. I believe uh, NFC matchup. I mean, this could be a game that has implications uh, further down the road. But we're not going to look that too far ahead. We've got the Eagles as four and a half point favorites going to the powerhouse Rams out in LA. John, yeah. who do you like in that game?
0: Um, you know, in this one. Gosh, the Eagles just haven't been the same team as they were last year. I think they're still trying to figure out, both coordinators are new, and I think they're still trying to figure out, play calling on offense, what's going to be best for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is still finding his rhythm. And on defense, they they can put pressure on a quarterback. And that's my big concern about the Rams is being able to protect Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford is self-aware enough that he doesn't want to get touched. He doesn't want to get hit. He's going to get the ball out. You know, as quickly as possible. And Pukunakua, their rookie wide receiver is having a hell of a rookie season. I think they do enough. I think the Eagles win, but but much like you did with the Vikings, I think the Rams do enough at home to keep this game close. So I'm going to take the points in the Rams.
1: Yeah, I think this is, uh, I agree with you on that one. I think the Rams offensive line has been uh, better than a lot of people expected. I think they can match up decently well uh, with that Philadelphia front. And look, I think Aaron Donald's playing good football, man. Like he can be a he can be a one man wrecking crew on that defense. I know Philly's got a, a very highly touted offensive line, and they've been doing a nice job. Uh, but like you said, something something off with the Eagles so far. Just not finding that killer instinct that yeah. they had last year. Yet I know they're undefeated, but. Not putting teams away yet, right? We saw it last week against Washington, that overtime game, obviously. Uh, I still think they win the game, but I'm I'm with you. I'm going to take the Rams and the points on that one.
0: All right, so let's go to the Sunday night matchup. That is the Dallas Cowboys at 3-1, and one, heading to the San Francisco 49ers, who are undefeated right now. And when you're looking at this Niners team, to me, it is the most complete team. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. I think the Cowboys defensively, are really good. I think losing Diggs has affected them. And I think it's affected them more in terms of leadership and swagger on the defense. And they got plenty of it with Micah Parsons. But I think the Niners being the most complete team and having Christian McCaffrey, we saw what he was able to do last week. And this might, for me, be simply a Shanahan is greater than McCarthy sort of deal. And it's Brock Purdy, even though he's still a young quarterback. We're, Is it system? Is it players around him? Or is he actually really good? I trust him more in that system than I trust Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to take the Niners. Yeah, you nailed it. And that that line right now is three and a half favoring the Niners. Um, I'm with you. I just don't. It really comes down to I don't trust Dak Prescott in primetime games. I just He always finds a way to make uh, a couple silly mistakes. And on the flip side, Brock Purdy, He's playing good football. He's playing smart football. He's not t- he's not turning the ball yep. over. He's finding guys, and if nothing's there, yeah, one incompletion uh, last <clears throat> week. He's got a little bit of scramble ability too. I mean, that kid's got some mobility. Yeah. Um. He's a he's a fighter, man. I mean, he's he's slowly turning into, you know, I we all like the underdog story and some yep. of these you know not so renowned guys. Um. He's a guy that's just he's playing really good. And in San Francisco, that entire team is playing really good right now. Um. I'm with you. I'm taking the Niners on that one, which gets us to. Obviously, the highlight of the weekend, the Lions, 10.5-point favorites. <laughs> That's a lot of points in the NFL. Against the winless Carolina Panthers. John, what do you got? So, I
0: mean, this one is tough. Obviously, I'm, I'm taking the Lions to win outright, but I have a personal policy, and that is just I, I, in the NFL, so much stuff can happen. This one could be a 45-3 to 3 win for the Lions. It could also be one of those where, hey, they run the ball, if St. Brown doesn't play, they 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 don't throw the ball as much. They just try and take the air out of the ball. They try and own the time of possession. They control the tempo of the game, and it could be a twenty-seven to sixteen game. And to sit, to sit here and think that they score sixteen points on the Lions, I I don't know how that's possible. I'm 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 really trying to talk myself into
1: <laughs> into taking Carolina into taking. Just can't do it. I just can't
0: do it. So I mean, it's. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Carolina to to cover that spread.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you. That's just a, that's a lot of points in this league. And look, everybody says, "Hey, you know, man, this is the week to you know get healthy and go out there." You never know what's gonna happen. It's the NFL, man. A couple weeks ago, Dallas went out to Arizona, probably thinking the same thing, got their ass beat. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it happens every single week. There's always a surprise. Last
0: night. I, I yeah, never the Bears, thought the Bears right? would I mean, put up 27 in the first half yeah, on Washington
1: beating the hell out of Washington right it's it, these are still NFL players these are still good football players uh, I just think 10 and a half points is it's too much and like you said I wouldn't be surprised if it's like the Bears last year or it's 45 to 10 or no. 48 to 10 whatever it is this team is that good but I just think you know it's it's this might kind of turn into one of those dogfights where it's close early and then lines pull away and then Carolina might, you know, get a little bit hot late again. Um, I think this is probably going to be a 34-24 type game, um, 34-27 type game. The Lions are, are going to win this one. I think we're going to be fine, but I, I got to take that 10 and a half points. That's just too much for it's me just, in the NFL.
0: Too many in the NFL. But, hey, I know you're going to be on the sidelines on Saturday, down at four, uh, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, down on Ford Field. And, uh, hey, we'll make sure that on Monday – we bring you all the ins and outs. That you're going to get a chance to talk to Dan Campbell after the game. So uh, make sure you tune in here, whether it's on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast, make sure you turn in the necessary roughness because we're going to have all the insight. We'll break down Sunday's game. Should be a victory for the Detroit Lions, but we'll have all of that for you on Monday afternoon.